The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Middle call! Heavy Didn't Eminem have a song for this guy? Guess who's back, back, back. I don't want to do copyright violation, but I know all the words. I'm back. I'm back. Not in San Francisco, but I'm back. Well, not yet, Chad. You closing the State. door on Brady the Niners? State income taxes, baby. You know, 13-3 or zero. Hard to blame him. The uh, podcast is underway. We are recording this live on YouTube on a Sunday evening where moments ago Tom Brady shocked the internet by announcing that what we always knew, John, he would return. I have to admit to you, it never once occurred to me he'd be back on the Buccaneers this year. A little inside the podcast, we were putting together a show. I thought it was a pretty fire show. And then you were explaining to me something, and I had Twitter open, and a Brady tweet popped up, and I read it. And I was a little shook, and you were talking. I completely did not hear a word you said, and I reread it. And what really threw me off were the pictures, because he had a picture of his squad and then a picture of his family, which is also his squad, all in Tampa jerseys. And it was like, well, I'm reading this. He says he's back, but it's not really registering, and it's pretty clear then uh, he's back. You know, Tom Favre. Tom Favre. John, <laughs> John, how about this? Great point by uh, Marty on the stream. He says, I feel for the guy who paid like $500,000 for Brady's last touchdown. Yeah, that was like yesterday. $518,000 this guy paid uh, for Tom Brady's last touchdown pass. You know, remember we were talking, uh, speaking of odds, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, and the 49ers, you know, I, I think are a little overvalued on the odds market, very similar to the Packers and the Rams. Uh, you know, just to me, they with an unknown at quarterback, or at least until Brady had committed, the Bucks, you know, were pretty good value. That they were not near the top because it felt like, you know, old Tommy, if he was going to come back, he was going to head back home. Uh, I'm coming home or take me home, country rose, John Denver style. But it turns out that uh, that's not the case, and Tom Brady's back to Tampa, and they're going to win that division with their fucking eyes closed. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. So if you want to gamble on future Super Bowl odds, uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Get your gamble on. Go get it. Uh, you can also decline the bonus. Either way, HAM1, let them know we sent you. But right now, here's what you do with the MyBookie bracket contest for a chance to win a Bitcoin, a Doodle NFT, currently valued at over $50,000, and over $100,000 or more in cash prizes. Go to mybookie.ag promo code ham1 and get in the uh, mybookie bracket contest. Sign up today. When you use that ham1 code, when you make your first deposit, you get a free entry into the my bracket contest. Selections officially begin as we record this Sunday, as we're live on YouTube, Sunday, March 13th, and close March 17th at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. So get that deposited now so you can secure that free entry for the NCAA tournament. 
Are you looking forward to uh, watching Crime TV, True TV, and all the other channels that you haven't touched in uh, 12 months? Yes. It is Versus. Is our, are we still getting any games on Versus? Yeah, Versus, uh, MTV7, True7, uh, I, I, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Get your, you're a big talker into it. I, I've actually learned to talk a little bit into it. Still uncomfortable True TV. with AI. <laughs> That's all I do. I, I, I just say True TV. I, I actually had the thought. I uh, had a little edible last Channel night. 748. And I was watching Kanye at, uh, at the Laker game or somewhere, of course, Antonio Brown. And, he, you know, he wears that ski mask. Yeah. And I did wonder, like, he's run in some uh, elite circles if he knows, you know, they're taking face recognition. Like, he, he just knows some stuff and he's trying to hide his face. I don't know. It's like, why, why would he wear that thing? Oh, did he maybe, like, cut himself? No, no, I mean, like, job? you know, everywhere you go, they're just taking your face recognition. You know, all this AI stuff. You know, I just get uncomfortable with just that every step we take makes yeah. it easier. Like, I, right. I don't do talk to text. Yeah. I, I, whenever I see someone doing that, it's like, use your fucking fingers. You're too young. You talk to text. I talk to text sometimes, yeah, because yeah. I get tired of it. I just, anyway, that's not what anybody's here for right now. Um, I was watching a basketball show the other day, and there's an old guy walking in the background of the of the studio of the Pactual Network show. You could just see him like talking into his, you know, I will be on the concourse behind 132 in five minutes. See you there. And it's always to do old text. You got to text with only one. You got to stab the phone with one finger. That's the key. Yeah, that's that's old person. I see. I'm I'm a better texter. I, I'm I'm just incredibly quick. I'm not you know typing. I'm probably like a four out of ten. TST on the stream says this is some crazy shit, y'all. It is. <laughs> this show also brought to you by Manscaped. Oh, hello. Whoa, what do you got there, John? That's is- what we call Manscaped.com. Promo code Ham. Uh, we call this thing the Weed Whacker Guy. And uh, as you can see, if you're watching on the stream, I'm bald. Bald as a bat. Um, I've never actually held a bat or really seen a bat up close, but I guess they're bald. And this weed whacker, you get nose hairs. You know, I may not have hair on my head, but I have hairs coming out of my nose that are so long. And that's where this thing, the weed whacker, manscaped.com, promo code ham, comes through. How do you beat it, guy? Uh, you don't, John. What you do is you join them. You don't beat them. You join them in this case. Uh, lawnmower 4.0, the wireless uh, uh, charging system. Right, the convenient dock, you just boop boop, and off you go. Electromagnetic induction, John. It is just uh, what Tom Brady put into the world. Wow, that is quite a battle you got going on there. The battle was won by the weed whacker. No, Holy no smoke. ripping. No, you don't even feel it. It's like no. boop. Yeah. That was that was you. This was like an infomercial. Is what? No, it's fantastic. You're welcome, Manscaped. We're just pushing yep. your twenty percent off free shipping. Push product. Code ham at manscaped.com. Code ham at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job. Manscaped. Promo code ham. Now, before we dive into uh, by the way, one night. Okay. Uh, somebody on the stream. I don't usually. I always try to do a little research if something seems a little fishy. But with this one, I'm going to need to crowdsource this. Michael on the stream says that Scott Pioli on NFL Network just said, quote, something tells me Tom's 2022 season won't be in Tampa. <laughs> it's alive, John. It is alive. What is that? Can, well, I, is, the, is the first move is that true? Is the first move doing an announcement? I'm coming back before you do your power play, because I don't know about your direct messages, but I feel like I got a lot of them that mentioned he wasn't just like the video that went viral that like no one could even, you know, 
it wasn't even arguable that it was like, ah, uh, this guy ain't fucking retired. That the face he made, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> For those, for, those that can't, for those that can't see, the face says it all. Now, you know who owns that soccer team would the be Glazers. the owners of the Glazers. And anyone who, you know, you want to do a business deal. Listen, I know Zoom's a popping. We're on a little app called the StreamYard. You, you can Skype it. There is nothing like multi-million dollar businesses seeing face-to-face, spending time with someone else. And it's a double whammy, right? You get credit, like, fuck, fly the private jet, take the kids. You get to go to some EPL game. It's all fun and games. And you get to negotiate, like, hey. My pushback would be, is he going to announce he's coming back to Tampa and then bolt? Wouldn't that be a little weird? That'd be, like, that'd be very Farvian. Like, he said, I'm coming back to Tampa. In Tampa. In Tampa. In Tampa. With his family in Bucks jerseys. So... I, we got to take him at we get we have to take when a person says I'm gonna play my 23rd season in Tampa, we have to take that to mean he's going to play his 23rd season in Tampa. If he had just said like, listen, I've done a lot of thinking, I'm coming back, and that was the tweet, I think we would be off and running, and we would spend the next hour talking about Tom Brady to San Francisco. <clears throat> but I, I yeah. can't do that right now. I just I, I want it to happen. <clears throat> I hope that he does a power play, but. He like the family video, the pictures. Michael on the stream says, my sources might be wrong. All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that's why that's why you don't, you know, but Tom Brady says these past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field, not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished, uh, unfinished business LFG. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of in the, could he be traded for Jimmy Garoppolo? We've said over and over, Bruce Arians is not coaching Jimmy Garoppolo. Whether Tom was playing or not, Jimmy Garoppolo does not fit the style of offense in which he dreams of playing again, you know? Because at the end of the day, for as great as Tom is, and he, I mean, Bruce knows it, he is not a dink and dunk guy. He was fired in Pittsburgh for making Roethlisberger throw too deep. He was... He had a lot of success with Carson Palmer throwing bombs. And even Jameis. Remember the year Jameis threw all the pick sixes? They were, th- they were letting it rip down the field. Right. Threw a lot of touchdowns that year, too. Yeah. No, nothing like the 30-30 club. So, Didn't he enter that? Like It was like 33 touchdowns and 31 picks? Yep. It was the pick sixes that I, he had. I mean, he almost had 10 pick sixes. I think he legitimately had six or seven. I... Uh... First of all, I'm I'm thrilled. I love watching Tom Brady. Uh, it's one more team that's worth watching, and Brady's worth watching. I I'm you know I think we watched a lot of what he had to say. The thing you kept coming back to was would he really make his dad do that farewell crying? And my belief the whole time was like I, I don't think he retired with the intent to come back. You read that Belichick Brady book by Wickersham, and there's obviously Giselle has a big influence. Um, and I, he retired. I, even his initial retirement, like week, was like, uh, these are not the things that a person who is hard and fast retired says. Kind of weird that he, he could have just taken the time without retiring, right? <laughs> he could have just taken the time without <laughs> retiring. But he retired. There, well, I, I you listen. I I do respect this. 
there was kind of a finite time. Like it's, we kept saying like, oh, will he play for two million? Like he ain't playing for two fucking million dollars. So part of coming back right now is like, well, listen, I'm still taking discounts, but I'm playing for twenty five. I ain't playing for one. It's like, could he come back on the vet minimum? It's why the Niners think it has to happen now. He's not playing for the 49ers. One, I mean, it doesn't look like he is at all. But if it was going to have to, it was going to happen. It was going to happen this week because he wouldn't just like come for $2 million. Not when you're like, I don't care who you are. Like you want to do what you want to do. There is still a baseline of money that it costs for his services when you're playing at his level. You know, that's why, you know, I remember we'd kind of brought it up. I, yeah. You had mentioned, like, could he, you know, that the money's not going to be an issue. I think looking back, like, you know, it had to happen now. Definitely for the Bucks too, right? Maybe the Bucks had given him a hard, not a hard deadline. You would take Tom back whenever. But it's like, Tom, if, if you're thinking about it, doing it in three weeks is going to really put us in a bad spot. But even if right. you are going to push the envelope on, you know, because I do think it would be insane if in like two days, like Tom's pushing for a trade to San Francisco, like that would be a whole story on itself. Yeah. You have to do that now when they have their money available once they trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Like it's right. not possible when they don't have any money left because all the money right now, all the, you know, it's like this team has X, it's all fake. Right at any moment, they can cut guys, they can restructure. It doesn't matter, but it does matter come like April 5th. Once you, you know, we have $7 million left to sign our draft class. Now, I guess you could always cut a, a guy on your roster at that time, but that's ideally not what you want to do. Like, you're cutting the guys right now you want to cut. You know, and, and, and the other thing is, like, it's, it's hard to, you know, just get $20 million worth of cap space out of nowhere. Right. Right, to trade for Tom's salary. So... It does, like, it is possible now, I would say. Again, he would have to do it in an about-face. Like, he's just cool with Arians. Like, is that a story that's going to come out? You know, they've had long talks over the last couple weeks. They've they've hashed some things out. Because I watched Andrew, what's his name? The little guy for NFL Network, Siciliano. Siciliano? Yeah, tweeted out the video of him talking to Arians about like you know if tom what if tom wanted to come back in august and he was like that's not the tom brady i know he wouldn't do that to us you know maybe he already knew mm-hmm. they're like hey I'll, I'll i'll let you know for sure come this week because yeah. that's just the way to do business like there are timelines in any business and this is a clear timeline this today right tomorrow right, right. And, and really wednesday but like these this next nine a.m. Monday is when the legal is we can is it, legal tampering. What it mean? I mean, agents can start talking to teams nine a.m. Monday. Isn't it what made the Rodgers request last year on draft day so stupid? It's like, bro, you could have got a lot more headway totally. if you would have made this three weeks before. Totally. Now it all kind of worked out for him, but it, there, there's timing to all this stuff around these enormous dates. And this is I respect Brian. Like Tom knows that, you know, like understands it. Aaron finally did this year, right? It's like, hey, Aaron. Now, who knows? Like, I would the Packers even if he would have said it like it'd be April first, they, they probably would have done nothing. Right, right. I you mean, know? we all buy things on the internet and then return them, and sometimes you return them with twenty nine days into the thirty day return window. Sometimes you forget to return them and uh, try to convince people to take things back, and that's a much harder sell. And Tom, have you ever pulled that off? Um. 
I don't think I have. I did get like an AT&T rewards card one day after it was. I was supposed to be, you know, like you call, I, I have AT&T, can I get a hundred, my $100 reward card as part of the sign-up? And I told them that I'd been on hold for an hour and a half the day before on the 30th day, and so they gave it to me on day 31. Um, so, Is that true? Yeah, it was true. Uh, but, you know, Tom, you're right. We're Tom shortage. knew that this was the last day of his return policy. Now, they would have taken him back later, but he would have only been hurting himself to come back to the Bucks in two months, right? Because we would have been hurting the Bucks. And, and and just a single word in there, the fact that he says Tampa, if he did not have the word Tampa in there, which the word Tampa is not like the word and, like the word Tampa is a very specific element of this tweet, then, uh, yeah, then I think this would be a 49er story. It's not a 49er story other no. than it's the NFC. But Jimmy Garoppolo was not a Bucks destination, and they, and they don't play Tampa right during the season. Not so the conference championship game. Yeah, so I, I, I do think that it, it definitely impacts the NFC immediately. But I also think it impacts one reason. Also, you let it be known, like they immediately become the Miami Heat with LeBron. Like guys want to go play with Tom Brady. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, I, I, I do think Tom Brady has more cachet, and part of it is where he plays. But Boston didn't have the tax benefits that Tampa does, and people used to go to Patriots nonstop. A huge part of it, right, is a double whammy. I get to play with Tom, and I think I get to win when I go to play with Tom. Yep, yep. And, and, I and the other thing, now in Tampa, and yeah, and someone can say, now Tampa, like, hey, you could make $7 million going to play for the Rams. You, we'll pay you five. You make the fucking same money when the, ta- right. when the bill comes due. Yeah, or we'll pay you that seven. That is real. Yeah. Or we'll pay you seven. So, um, wow, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Again, I'm not it's just a weird story in some ways, John, because I'm not knock you know, knock my socks off stunned that Tom is back. Especially like you said earlier, after we saw the video of him talking to Ronaldo the other day. I mean, it's it's really hard to deny. I, we love we love being body language doctors. We all do. It's not that hard on the Tom Ronaldo video. And maybe that reaction was not you know what I think that reaction now was in hindsight from Brady? That reaction was not, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. That reaction is I already know and the Bucks already know, but I I don't know if I should share it with Ronaldo on this video that someone's filming. You know what I mean? What? what? Like he's like <laughs> what he wanted to say right there was that, but that was hit that he posted that. That was his No, no, I understand. I just think it's one of those like, oh fuck it. Should I tell Ronaldo? Like is Ronaldo going to leak it to Schefter? You know what I mean? I think that's what that reaction was like. He yeah. didn't. He was about to lie to Ronaldo, and he didn't want to lie to Ronaldo after Ronaldo just signed something for his kid, and he had to True. lie to Ronaldo because he just talked to the Glazers and said, "I'm coming back." Like when Kevin used to snap at Sherwood Strauss, like he knew he was leaving, but he also didn't want to give a little different relationship. Like I, Kevin, I don't think liked anyone in there. I think he those two guys are, you know, mutual respect for greatness. Yeah. Do you think it would have been funny if he would have like I'm returning and then he hashtag gas prices, hashtag inflation, hashtag I need the cash? Would that would people have got a laugh? I thought I think it would have been funny. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I think sometimes Tom has a good sense of humor. I think there are some things with him that that he probably doesn't that he takes very seriously, you know? Football's one of them. I bet this was really hard. Yeah, I mean, football, I just, I bet this was really stressful for him to retire and then want to be the guy that was retired, but then just not be able to do it. Or to say I'm retired when he knew in that moment, I don't really want to do this. Breaking news, Kirk Cousins just got an extension. 
I know. I was going to work that in as well. We, we can get to that. Yeah, but I mean, We're this feeling. is like, this, this, at the end of the day, the NFL, for his free agency and all this stuff, like, it is driven by quarterbacks. And listen, Cousins is like in the middle tier, but like, that's what people care about. And it's, people always like, hey, Middlecoff, what's your take on, I don't give a fuck about your right tackle? Like, I, I don't care. And one thing I know about free agency, it's fun, like names move, but for the most part, like, the quarterback movement in the NFL, for the first time, really, has started to make this kind of feel like some of the other sports because they are by far the most famous people right now. Some other stars historically, like Khalil Mack's been traded, Amari got traded. Like, that happens too, but there, there is nothing like quarterback news. Like, that is, they're in their own tier from football. And obviously, Tom is in his own tier as just a human being with, like, five other athletes in the world. But I just mean, like, this has been a pretty, and it will with Jimmy and Deshaun. Like, there's just a lot going on with quarterback stuff. Derek Buzz, like to me, that's what makes this next couple days so kind of cool. Is like just people on their toes about quarterbacks. Like at the end of the day, I'm just sorry. Like Bobby Wagner signs, that's cool, but it's like whatever. Like, fuck him. Let me know when the season comes and he makes some tackles. How about the numbers on Kirk? He's gonna make forty million dollars now in 2022. Like, can you take 38 from the Raiders if you're Derek? $55 million payable by next March and a no-trade clause, says Pelissaro. Guy, he's gotten multiple... People in in Minnesota talk so much shit about this guy, and everyone keeps talking about it. This is his second extension. Now, this is a shorter extension, but... So, $60 million was his, $66 million was his last extension. What was this, 35 So, he basically got... 100 he's made like 186 million dollars being there well no, no one has had a career like this guy <laughs> ever right this is the what people Tim do not think he's good and will make 250 million well i just uh, yeah but i just mean massive one-year contract two-year contracts this is what tim lincecum wanted to do and it didn't work remember because he got shitty yeah but tim wasn't a quarterback there's a big difference i think they're going to make the playoffs next year or compete to make the playoffs I mean, it, I mean, who knows? They're co- they got a new coach, but like, I, yeah, Sam Bradford I, made a hundred million. No, I, I think what's different with Sam Bradford Cousins. Sam didn't play that much after a while. Like, ultimately, Cousins has played a shitload, right? I, I, I view Cousins at least has earned some of his money, right? He throws a bunch of touchdowns. He's thrown like a hundred touchdowns the last three years. You know, it's not like say this for Cousins, he leaves something to be desired, but at least he does produce. Right, Bradford's rookie deal was seventy-eight million dollars. His rookie deal. Yeah. Then he made thirty-six from the Eagles and another twenty from the Cardinals. Remember when they signed him one year twenty, and then they drafted Rosen? Yeah. So there you go. That's ninety-eight plus thirty-six. So he made over a hundred. Yeah. But he stole. Like to me, Cousins isn't stealing as much as he's just overpaid. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Cousins would start on what. 20 teams, in the, maybe not 20, but 14 teams easily. Cousins is the is is like the not the worst house in a good neighborhood, but just a solid home in an amazing neighborhood. Let's just say Kirk Cousins' money didn't mean anything. Was on the 49ers. He just became available. Niners signed him. And it's Kirk Cousins and Trey Lance. Who starts week one for the 49ers? Week one? Who starts for the next three years? Kirk Cousins? No, I'm just saying, like, Kirk Cousins would start this season if he was on the 49ers. Yeah, I'm I mean, not saying that's right. No one no, would want would that. Be, yeah, I mean, yeah, he would be He would be better in camp. Put it that way, right? 
he'd be better and like he would win the job, quote unquote, unless you just wanted to go with the young guy, which sometimes teams do. Yeah. But yeah, to to complete the point you're making. So I mean, Tom, by the way, wasn't in Lord San Mateo the other day to meet with uh Kyle. He maybe he was just there to talk over retirement with his parents. Maybe that's what that trip was about. There's who knows? That was maybe last they... Monday, right? Last Monday or Tuesday. Last Tuesday. Uh because no, he, he said it all on shows on Mondays, right? Yeah, maybe you're right. Is that when he talked to Freddie Couples? Was it last week? Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't say it on his show. So maybe it was I, – I had it in my head. He had said it to Jim Gray. You're right. He said I, I, I thought it's like two weeks. I thought it's like two weeks ago now. Okay. But I but I could be – again, I've, it's I all kind of right. running together. Uh, you know, I, I got a text right before we hopped on and the news broke. Is there a chance that Kyle snubbed him again if they met? Is there People a chance that he didn't he didn't kiss the rings? He didn't kiss the rings. If that gets out, it will not be uh Derek Pop is already like, oh, what are all everyone saying he's gonna go to the 49ers? What about it's like God, you guys Raider fans. I mean, fuck. You guys are exhausting. Just be happy. But see, this yeah. is what I would tell you about people who get mad at Twitter. Just don't look at those con- don't don't acknowledge that part of the conversation. I know, but it's just it's just so like just, just be so thrilled much anger that you took down. Max Crosby to the woodshed. <laughs> um <I know. laughs> took advantage of Max Crosby. Uh but yeah, I mean I, I would find it hard to believe they would meet with Tom again and not do what was necessary to get him. But it, I did from a 49ers standpoint, yes, it did cross my mind. When Tom retired, that meant the Niners missed out on two years of Tom Brady when they chose Jimmy Garoppolo over him. Now they've missed out on three years of Tom Brady, right? Like the longer Tom Brady plays, that is what the Niners passed on when they watched the film and decided they'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a good point. So that's just the they, reality they, of it. They made they made a decision and uh felt a little bit better after this year. It did not look good in 2020. I would say I wouldn't say justified, because again, if they could do it over again, the the answer there is no decision to be made, right? But you don't get do overs in life. I do think you you at least can hold your head high after this season, but it continues. Like you still get judged on it. Like you said, it's we thought it was over. And if he is truly coming back to Tampa, which take the guy at face value, you get judged again this year, right? Can you make the playoffs? Because here's who I know is making the playoffs if Tom plays 17 games. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lock, right? I'd even say he plays over like 12 games. They'd feel like a lock, right? Because they're winning nine games, nine of the 12, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, so it's just like how, Tampa's the heavy, heavy favorite to win that division. I mean, the Saints don't have a quarterback. Panthers are a fucking joke. Who has the other team in that division? Falcons? I mean, give me a break. You could say that just based on route, Tampa and Green Bay, just how bad their divisions are, should be about the same. Six, seven to one to win the NFC. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, who... Out of the NFC North and the NFC South, so the four you mentioned, plus Green Bay, plus Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit. If we say Green Bay and Tampa are going to the playoffs, who's the next team? Like you said, I agree with you. Minnesota's probably the next team, but it's hard to know. I mean, Kevin O'Connell. Well, see, see, see what happens with the Saints quarterback because their roster is good. But again, Dennis Allen's been a coach one time, and it was a complete embarrassment. Now, I think he, he, him and his family and his representation would be like, did you see who we were fucking playing with? And you'd be like, yeah, I did. You have some merit there, <laughs> right? Yeah. But he, but he, he just, we're depending on some coaches. 
Kevin O'Connell's never coached a game. Dennis Allen's been a coach once, and it was awful. Matt Rule is completely over his head. Atlanta, Arthur Smith might be good, but their team just sucks. Uh, Detroit is just, they have no talent. Chicago, they're blowing it up. You could argue that like between the next Green Bay and, and Tampa, I mean, it's pretty shitty. You would just take the Saints. They do have just a lot of core guys. But, I mean, is Kamara going to get suspended for four games after beating the shit out of that guy? <laughs> I don't know. You'd think. Like, he beat him up. Like, that happened. Right. It doesn't feel like Kamara's a lock to get at minimum two games. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... Ridley's gone, but he missed. A lot I just of think, I, yeah, I I like to look at it even less divisionally and just more from a conference standpoint, right? With seven playoff teams, that last year it felt like, at for most of the year there were like five really good teams in the NFC, and it felt like you eliminated one, and it was going to be just be solid from a trade land standpoint, just be solid, and you're a playoff team, right? And maybe that still applies for the Niners this year, just be solid trade Lance, and and you can be a playoff team. But it just takes out one. It takes out just a little margin for error. If you said, because I, I would say, if we talk about it from a conference standpoint, not a divisional standpoint, then it's Green Bay got Rodgers back, Tampa got Brady back, the Rams. I think just having won the championship is only going to be good for brought, Matthew Stafford and brought the band back. They're all coming back. They've all announced They're basically, all, right? So, you know, that's you know, it's now seven teams. So that's not half the NFC. But now there's four spots. Okay. What happens with Seattle is a really, really it's it becomes a bigger deal now that the NFC got a little tougher. Is it Deshaun or is it not? That's a huge deal for Seattle. Does Arizona figure it out with Kyler? It's a huge so, deal. So I think Jeremy Fowler, but I think a couple of people have alluded to this. They do not Seattle did not view Drew Locke as a throw in. They plan on starting him. Okay. So, you know, again, I, I'm not I don't want to say I do, if I really think about it, it's easy to say this puts more pressure on Trey Lance. You know, I don't think that this particular thing does. Although, in some ways, you could say at least for one week it does because they play each other. And now Tampa, San Francisco is is, is pointed out on the stream. Like Buck and Aikman, Peyton and Eli, they're going to be sixty million dollars of broadcasters broadcasting that game on Monday Night Football. Niners play Tampa this year. Niners play Tampa this year in San Francisco. That'll be a big fucking game. <laughs> so, or Santa Clara, right? Yeah. So you have Buck, Aikman, Eli Payton. Eli and Payton might come on site for that game. Well, probably not, but it's like $60 million of broadcasters, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big booth. It, it really is. A big booth. Really- Man, Greasy's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfect. Oh, my God. So, you know, I guess, does it put more pressure on Trey? No, but for that day, it does. Because you don't think on the list of games Tom Brady wants to win, uh, we could probably rank them at some point. But that one's going to be really, really, really high. Yeah, that's that's as good as it gets for him. I'd say the I'd say the Rams games are up there, but that that to me, his return. Has Tom Brady ever played at Levi Stadium? I don't think he has. I mean, obviously he's never played at Levi's, but has he ever played? Maybe when we were in college or whatever, he might have played a candlestick. But I'm when I think of the Niners playing. New England, the last of the last decade, the two times they played him, you know, in the eight year rotations were uh-huh. both the Harbaugh game was there. Remember the shitty weather game? Yep. And then Kyle, they played them, the Cam Newton team, and beat the shit out of them. Remember there? Mm-hmm. So that's the two games over the last decade. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The previous decade. I don't know if he has. I don't but I think the rotations. He played at Levi's, George said. 
You remember that game? What was that game? Brady. New England? I mean, it would be kind of crazy, right, that he played in the league that long and never played a game at the Niners, but. What? Uh... Tom Sula? Chip Kelly? Gabbert. He played it. Chris says, Ali, 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 Ali says Chip was the coach. It was against Gabbert in 2016. Rainy game. I do. You, I don't remember that, but I don't remember the Chip Kelly era really at all. 2016. Remove that from my memory. Let's check his game log from 2016 real quick here. Appreciate you. I like a good crowdsource research. Um, not Yeah. Uh, Patriots won 40 to 24. Brady threw four four touchdowns. <laughs> 280 yards passing. Niners uh, fell to 1 and 9, John, after that game and the Patriots improved to 8 and 2 after that win. Uh well I got Kaepernick here. Kaepernick 16 of 30 for 206, two touchdowns, no picks, took five sacks. LeGarrette Blunt I, if you put a gun to my head, I, I wouldn't even say can, Marmar says one, played a candlestick in 05. Can you name one moment of that Chip Kelly, Belichick, 49er, Brady yes. game? I, I, mean, oh, I, couldn't, game? No. I couldn't name you a play, a tackle. I, it, I mean, my memory, and I remember some random things. I must have been zoned out on that bad boy. Uh, that could have been mid-radio uh, transition. I mean, I know it was. Yeah, but we did podcasts during then. No, I know. I don't <laughs> Somebody said he played a candlestick 05. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, he might have played in the in the 2000s, but who cares? So uh this one is the first time he's played for the 49ers since the Niners said, No, thank you, Tom. We don't want you to be our quarterback. Yeah. Right, he's gonna he's gonna be pissed off on that one. Uh he's gonna be. he's he, well, he's just your classic. He creates he does the Michael Jordan, right? Which is healthy. Just try to create motivation. Yep, most of the grades do. And it's an easy one because it literally happened. Kyle said, no, we're sticking with uh, Mr. Jimmy. This is the man who cried about being 199 long after he became the superstar that is Tom Brady. So while uh, some people have put the, some things behind him, uh, them, Tom ain't one of them. It was a long day. Remember when he said he went on a walk with his dad? Which day was you talking about the retirement day? No, I'm talking about that when he fell in the draft. Oh, the he, 199, yeah. And, and he was talking to Steve. Yeah. He was like, it was a long day. And yeah. they started crying. Yeah. And yeah. It, it is. Can you imagine if you are waiting to be picked? You, 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 me and you tune out the third day. Can you imagine just waiting? You're like, this takes forever. You'd be emotional. I understand where he's coming from there. You're just driving yourself nuts watching that fucking boring thing. Who was the one I watched the other day? A guy that went undrafted. What was I watching? Was it? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, so I guess there's no more debate. You and I had the debate. Some people thought we were crazy. Some people thought we were over the top. We did not. We still held on. Could Tom be a 49er? Trey Lance's team now. I mean, that part of it's done, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been Trey Lance's team unless Tom wanted to come here, right? Like, yeah, Tom I mean, in Trey Lance's team, in my, it, I'm talking John Middlecoff and Guy Haberman's mind. I think we, I am now announcing to the world, I was 98% Trey Lance's team. Now it is 100% Trey Lance's team. Because I did keep 2% for Tom Brady. Not everybody did, but I Agreed. did. And you did. I, I, I did too. I did too. And I don't feel... I. I don't, I don't feel bad about it either. No. Nope. <laughs> and I never... And I saw that video and I was like, holy smokes. 
Yeah. I feel great about it. I'd go 99.9% Trey Lance steam. I'm still holding out a little hope he pulls a power move, but okay. not feeling but not feeling great about the power move that's going to be played. Good point. I, I don't think it's likely, but listen, you know, we live in a world where every single smart human, whether it's sports, whether it's fucking politics, whether it's whatever, never say never. You just never you just you never know, you know. Don't feel great about it. Don't feel good about it at all. I, I don't think it's likely. I don't expect it to happen. But if you tell me like Tuesday morning, there's a story that like, you know, they've had some discussions and things are getting weird. It's like, you never know. I'm ready. I, I you know, I've got my, uh, my head on a swivel. Yeah. He is back, you know, John. He's, unreti- he's unretiring. So that's um, significant. Nick says, well, they can't meet with Tom until tomorrow. That would be tampering. Maybe he has to say Tampa to prevent any tampering charges for the 49ers. They're not allowed to meet with him regardless, right? Unless he, uh, unless they ask Tampa. That's right. That's yeah. Right. He, he's a member of another team. So there's, it'd be like, uh, they're not allowed to meet with fucking well, Aaron Rodgers either. To me, actually, you, know? you could re- meet with him when he's retired. Like, there's no rules about retired players, are there? Would well, you see the, you see the video that Debo had lunch with Mike McDaniel? Yeah. And I thought, like, with a, with you know, fingers crossed emoji. I, I, there's two things, right? You just like, well, it's, this isn't 1987 relationships or, you know, not that there weren't good relationships in the eighties, but that would be you now, granted there was no social media or whatever, but if like a newspaper picture of like a, a player under contract with another coach that he used to know, like that wouldn't fly with Belichick. And I, I had the thought like, listen, I think Kyle and Mike clearly are really, really close. And Mike McDaniel's just really, really close with this group of players. Right. Like they're just, they have really good relationships. We've talked to use check about it. Us, the offensive guys, like they spend a lot of time with Mike McDaniel, especially if you're in the running. I could also think if I'm Kyle, like you're gone now, bro. You like you don't eat with my player, you know. But then I thought, like, is that old school? Like, I don't even know. I I I could see both sides. If you told me Kyle was like, yeah, I don't feel that comfortable with that happening. If you told me like, yeah, I don't give a shit. He's not going. It's like we're gonna sign him. Where's he gonna go? I I think it that that can be uncomfortable when the relationship is kind of in the middle. If Kyle's extremely comfortable with Debo, then I think it can work. Now they got to pay him, right? Like what happened at that dinner? Did Debo say, Mike, man, I'll tell you what, man, if this thing doesn't work out, you come get me. I'll come play for you. I would love to play for you one day. You know, we talked about how we'd love to work together one day. Um, It can work depending on Kyle's relationship with Debo because Debo would be like, you just, are you really like, just imagine the scenario where Kyle texts Debo like, Hey man, what are you doing? Debo's like, Living my adult life? What are you talking I, about? See, yeah, see, I don't feel he texts D. I think Debo. he, he texts text Mike. No, he texts Mike like, bro, this shit ain't allowed anymore. Again, that that's I don't know that I could just see if that happened. It would be I, I would understand, like, hey man, we, we're not we're I guess we're cordial friends, but we're now now it, I think it's also easier when the guy's with the Miami Dolphins. If I told you he was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals or the Seattle Seahawks, I don't think that would be allowed, right? Or it would be like, if you're Kyle, like, bro, you're not allowed to do this anymore. Yeah. I could see Debo was like, hey, man, I haven't seen you since the you got the job. Would love to take you. To, let's get, to, we got to get together one last time. I think he, I think he's got a pad in Miami. Yeah. Debo does. So it's like, I, I just, it crossed my mind. I wonder if, you know, Kyle was a little pissed. Did Kyle make a comment like he made when he walked into the room and all the coaches were sitting around and Michael LaFleur said something? Snarky about Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur said something about Mike Lafleur with Robert Seller on the phone. You maybe that, remember that whole conversation. But what if he does like a text McDaniel WTF and McDaniel's yeah. like, bro, I don't, I don't work. You don't sign my checks anymore, <laughs> right? I don't answer to you. 
They never signed. I answered to Steven. I answered yeah. to Steven Ross, and if he offered me a hundred grand to lose, I'd say Steven, I'll lose for you. Was that conversation? Was that lunch with Debo on Steven Ross's boat in the marina? That's a good question. When I saw he was eating a cheeseburger, it actually made me kind of hungry. Yeah, same. John, before we go any further, you know what I'm hungry for? Just great quality. Oh, oh my God. I am so excited about this. When this sponsorship with Buck Mason, you got the sweatpants on? Is that what you got on? When this sponsorship with Buck Mason for the pod came through, I got so excited. I am uh, I'm already a user. I'm already a wearer. And uh, so are you now. BuckMason.com slash ham. Get you a free T-shirt. And let me tell you something, Middlecoff. These are very, very high quality t-shirts. I already had Buck Mason tees. I already had Buck Mason. I actually had these long sleeve kind of double slub sweatshirts that they actually don't sell anymore. I have two of them. I wear them all the time. You can check the tape. I'm in a lot of these videos wearing those sweatshirts. I got you had those. that sweatshirt you're wearing right now before they even sent these to us? No, no, no. I had some other long sleeves. If you that not the hooded ones, they don't sell the other long sleeves that I had. Multiple t-shirts that I have. I'll, I got receipts, and I'll show you the receipts. I had not gotten the Pima T-shirt until I got this Pima T-shirt that I'm wearing right now. Oh. And Pima is this cotton material that is so soft. It's so smooth. It's comfortable enough to just chill in, but it's also nice enough that it, like, if you want to go out with it, it looks super clean. Very important to me, extremely important on a T-shirt. The most important thing on a T-shirt, the neckline. Can I wash it and not get my neck looking all scrimpy and you know scraggly and shit? And this one, it stays clean, doesn't stretch. The color is beautiful. Big fan. We're actually both wearing the brush loop back hooded sweatshirt right now. Oh, here's the deal, John. You go to buckmason.com slash ham. And what do you get? Guy, once you try Buck Mason, they'll become your go-to. Like I said, head over to buckmason.com slash ham. Get a free t-shirt with your first order. Buckmason.com slash ham to get a free t-shirt with your first order. Buckmason.com slash ham. Again, I'm wearing the full sweatsuit. The sweatpants are very, very comfortable. I can't recommend them enough. The, the sweatshirts, you were right. You told me when I was doing our order when they were going to get some. You're like, get a sweatshirt. Those things are sweet. Yep. I got I might, once the sun comes out, wear my T-shirt, you know, out and about with the ladies. Looks good. I'm telling you, you absolutely could wear this T-shirt on a date because it just it's a clean-looking T-shirt. They've got, if you want the curved hem, if you want the straight hem, if you want the V-neck, if you want the Henley, they got all of it. I would say the hoodie, what I love about this hoodie is it's, it's hard to find good. I get hot. I get cold. It's hard to get your temperature right. Like if I was super rich and the, I would be the guy that has my driver keep the car at a certain temperature and they'd be like, this this prima donna always got to be at 68. But if I was powerful enough to do it, I would do it. This thing is so good because it um, this brushed. You, you probably can't really see it on the video, but it's not too thick that I get really hot in it. It's not too thick that I can't throw a jacket over it if it's cold, but it's also warm enough that it's just perfect for a cool a cool day, um, and they got a bunch of great colors. So buckmason.com slash ham, all the T-shirts. I mean, so many different color options, uh, hoodies. They got slub tees. I highly recommend the Pima. I think it's a great shirt. And uh, right now, no matter what you get, you get a free T-shirt. You can just buy a T-shirt and get another free T-shirt. You get two T-shirts for the price of one if that's Go what check you it want. Buckmason.com slash ham. Welcome to the podcast, Buck Mason. We always appreciate when you guys support uh, our sponsors and um, I can speak. I'll, I was wearing this stuff before they started giving us money and now they're giving us money and free hoodies and I couldn't be happier about it, John. Let's do it. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came for the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get to more like it. 
and I sent him the Lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code HAM. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars Tacovas, oh yeah i was just looking at some pictures of a concert luke bryan my wife and i went to i don't know 10 years ago she had some old cowboy boots on this is like a couple weeks ago and i said you, you need some new boots because we're going to see luke combs so she went to tecovas.com and they're just perfect she loves them you can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear, and it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it they'll get you outfitted if you can't make it to a store tecovas delivers the most premium quality most comfortable western goods right to your door visit tecovas.com that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com 
and point your toes west. What were we going to talk about next? Well, you know, the Tom Brady news happened, and we were planning on talking about the dominoes that the most important yes. people today, this week are the quarterbacks, like I mentioned. But really, there's two guys that are truly available beside you know some of these random free agents like Mariota and stuff. Deshaun Watson, and then who's clearly better than Jimmy, younger than Jimmy. Now, he's way more expensive than Jimmy, but he's way better, so no one cares. His legalities, again, I'm not a lawyer, but no criminal charges. Still has to fight civil cases and some other stuff, but no criminal charges. That much is clear. Aaron Wilson, and to me, he's, I think, teams that would be interested in, in Jimmy, clearly, the Saints, which are interested in Jimmy, are trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. Well, if they don't get Deshaun Watson, they need. they don't have a quarterback guy. Like, Jameis Winston is a free agent, and he's coming back off a torn ACL. Aaron Wilson just tweeted this uh, like 35 minutes ago. The Texans still want a package of three first-round picks, Mm. other draft capital, and players in exchange for Watson. So I kind of think what he's saying is like, you see what they got for Russell? The two ones, two twos, and three players. And really, two of them are starters. Shelby Harris, immediate starter. Noah Fant, immediate starter. And say what you want about Drew Locke. It just gives you an extra quarterback that has played in the NFL. It's not, you know, I don't like him like Seattle likes him, but he's a backup quarterback. That's a, that's a lot. They're asking for they're asking for the same package, but with an extra one. And like I, for as great as he is, given what he just went through, and I know his agents tweeting, pumping their chests, like it's still like a little bit like it's a little weird, but it is what it is. I I do wonder if teams. If he had no issues off the field, I think he would get a historic package, right? Because I yep. heard, I think DJ was saying this on his podcast, and he's right. Like, we make such a big deal over, like, Russell Wilson trade or whenever Deshaun's ultimately traded. The Niners just traded three ones and a three for uh, for Trey Lance, yep. right? For, for an unknown. We see it in the draft. I mean, someone listed the other day all the picks Carson Wentz has been traded for in his life. It's kind of crazy, right? Because the Eagles traded up to get him. Uh, then the Eagles traded him for a one, and then he was just traded for a third that might become a two. Like, if you just add it up, I think it was like three ones, two twos, and potentially three three. I mean, it's an astronomical amount of picks. <laughs> and obviously, uh, like 80% of those go back to when he was unknown coming out of college. So we'll see, man. I, I, uh, I, I think these two guys are just are going to get traded in the next 24 hours, 48 hours. Like, th- these guys are... I think both guys, well, Jimmy for sure. I, I guess the I could see some teams having some reservations on Deshaun, right? Because it's not all over. Like he's still fighting civil cases. But if I was a betting man, I'd say both these guys are on new teams by the start of free agency, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, especially because Garoppolo, you feel like needs to get they need that money off of their books so they can start spending money. Hopefully, on Wednesday, right for the nine. Same with specifically. Te- Texans. That's thirty five million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now I. Uh, yeah, you're right. The Texans, it used to be less. That's the other thing with them. It used to be less money. Like, his cap hit last year was $15 million, Deshaun's. So, like, to keep Deshaun on their roster last year was much cheaper than it is to do it right now. He goes from a $15 million cap hit last year to a $40 million cap hit this year, which is a lot of cap to carry around. But it's not that much for if you think you get a star quarterback. That's what Kirk Cousins cost you, right? And didn't last year, I is he on the team last year if they had to pay him $35 million? Because remember, they only had to actually pay him $10 million. $10 million bucks. Yeah, I, I, I mean, wonder if he's on the team at $35 million. 
I, Austin, I doubt it. Austin says the PR situation is still a lot to swallow. I mean, look, ultimately, he he was not charged on Friday. He still faces 22 separate lawsuits. Civil civil suits. A lot. Yeah, which is a, an astronomical amount. But we've seen it time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. Teams consistently show. They don't care if you're guilty. They don't care if you're innocent. They just care what is the legal punishment you are facing. And then they can take whatever league punishment you're facing, right? What, what, now, is the league going to suspend them for a year? Okay, if that's going to happen, I'm not trading for once. If they're, are they going to suspend them for four games? Teams would team four games are over so fast that won't make a team blink. And I think at this point, teams now just go. It's open season on the acquisition. Mary Kay wrote the Browns have been doing the due diligence. The the Panthers. Uh, this is what Jeremy Fowler wrote. I'm told the Panthers have been extremely aggressive in their effort to get them. And they could be a team to watch. They've done extensive background work on the situation to the point where they're comfortable acquiring him. Okay, that's what Jeremy Fowler wrote in ESPN. Seattle checked in on the situation. Most people I talked to don't expect the Seahawks to be in the mix. Philly was interested last year, but they got the sense he didn't want to go there. The guy's got a no-trade clause. Which is a pretty big deal. Like he, yes. For as much as we're talking, he does control the situation because he can say no to any team. Now, part of it is like they're going to allow him to talk. One thing the Carolina Panthers have going for them that I would say is different even than the Saints or even the Browns, who's, you know, the Browns, because they were shittier this year, the 13th overall pick, the Carolina Panthers have the sixth overall pick. And part of trading Deshaun Watson to any of these teams, I think you'd have to assume they're going to be in the playoffs next year. Even if it's a one-and-done situation, that's pick 22, right, or 21 or 23. So a huge part of my trade, I would want, if I'm the Texans, I want to push him toward... Carolina, right? Because I truly don't give a shit where he goes. Like, I'm not, I think there's only one team off limits that would be in the quarterback market and would be like, you would just not trade him to Indianapolis under no circumstances. Do you, do you agree? Like, I, I can't do a divisional trade with a guy this good that plays quarterback. Not when I have other options. I think it's 100% off the table. Yeah, You're not as big I a believer in division. Uh, uh, not when I know. I, I think it'd be really hard when you know he's about to come back and play. It's one thing if you're like 50-50, he ever plays again. He could get indicted and go to jail. Let's send him to the Colts for three ones if that's what was being offered. But that's not the way the situation looks right now. So I think there's, yeah, I mean, I think there's something to that. I do not think you can trade great players in the I mean, division. To, like, to, I, to that's me, the there's Al a Davis difference. Yeah, I mean, to me, there's just a difference in compensation. Like, it's like everything else. It's just what does it cost? How much am I giving up by trading him to the Colts? Yeah, the Colts offering me three ones, and the Panthers are offering me nothing. Right, and the I mean, and the, re, and the reality is the Colts are a moot point. They don't even have a one. So to me, they're not. Yeah, no, they understood. But I'm just saying, my general, generally speaking, these things are always kind of relative. I think, and for the most part, they're probably all kind of close. You're not often in that situation, right, where someone's offering you four ones and no one else is even offering you three. So I'm with you. Then. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I do think if you're the Texans, you desperately want to try to get him to Carolina. Because part of this is you're going to rebuild with these picks. You immediately get the sixth pick. That means by the time the sixth pick happens, you've had two picks. <laughs> you you can really restart your franchise with two top six players. And it's not quite the pressure of drafting one. Like They get to draft three, so you can just take like Kyle Hamilton and some sweet offensive linemen. And boom, you just get a core of two really good players. You get rid of them. You get rid of the money. And you can use the money now. But again, like it's it's gonna be on him where to go, and who the fuck knows? I, I know we. I mean, let's be real. We haven't heard this guy talk really his opinions now in a long time. Like he's kind of been 
Deshaun. He hasn't been out of sight, out of mind because his name has been. But yeah. we don't see this guy interact. Like I, the, the, I've lost touch with the human being. Like I, I got a good feel for Lamar Jackson. I got a good feel for Mahomes and Josh Allen. I got no feel for this guy anymore. Is he scarred over the situation? Is he going to come well, back to acting normal? I, I don't know. I do think that's for Carolina. If I were him, even though it's like, all right, their offensive line sucks. I I don't really know if their head coach is somebody. I, you know, I don't know if he has a relationship with Matt Rule. Maybe. Matt probably didn't recruit him once upon a time, but Matt was coaching like Temple when Deshaun Watson was going to, you know, Clemson. But it is two and a half hours from Clemson. Like maybe there's something to be said for go back to an area where people, where you know some people, kind of, where people, you know, have rooted for you in the past. I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of. He's from, yeah, he's from Georgia. So it's, I mean, that area. Charlotte is two hours from Clemson. So, um, you know, I, McCaffrey, I would imagine if you're Carolina, you'd be more inclined to keep McCaffrey around, which would be an attractive thing for Deshaun. But yeah, I mean, I think you said it earlier. The other part of it is the timeline on Garoppolo. It's it it worked out for teams in the in this boat that are interested in Deshaun. They just happened to have this hearing last Friday, and maybe for the I don't what would have happened if the Deshaun thing was in two Fridays. And teams are trying to figure out, do we want Garoppolo? Do we not want Garoppolo? If you're Carolina, do you want Garoppolo? Do you not want Garoppolo? If you're the- Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use game time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app, and uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. The Colts, do you want Garoppolo? Do you would you rather wait on Deshaun and then maybe miss out on Garoppolo and end up with nothing? But this but, gets back to guy, you got to you got to so, do deals. Like, you, well, yeah, you but got, my point you, is that's not the hypothetical. Deshaun thing happened, and now teams have a much clearer picture, and they know that the Niners need to move Garoppolo in the next three days. Yeah, I mean, I think Deshaun got a little lucky on just the timing of it that it that it happened last Friday and not next Friday because the the amount of money changing hands over the next. You know, forty-eight out. Like you just run out of cap space. No one. Right. And, but what if he just wanted over. to go to Carolina, and they were like, "We can't wait. We got to go get Jimmy Garoppolo." Yeah, 
But again, Jimmy is anymore. A, Jim, Jimmy is a no trade too, but they're in different situations because ultimately Jimmy wants to make twenty seven million dollars next year, and right. you know he can facilitate it. Where Deshaun's making his money no matter what, and I think a lot of teams would look at it like we got him on a pretty good deal, right? He's under a team. We can pay him thirty five million dollars for the next couple of years. Like that is very very team friendly. When Matt Stafford's about to make forty eight, and well, Rogers about to make fifty. I mean, there's going to have to be a renegotiation. He's under contract for four more seasons at 35, 20, 32, and 32. I mean, yeah, I'd say part of it is like, Deshaun, we got to, let's just see if you can say on the straight and narrow on that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. he's, there's no negotiation. For a couple years. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, in a couple of years, when, I mean, it honestly might be after this year when he goes from 35 to 20, but whatever. That's a separate, that's another day's conversation. I just think what I'm trying to get at is a conversation about the timeline on Garoppolo's trade now. Right, because now that Deshaun is a little clear, I'm not calling it clear, but a little clear, and teams can move quicker on him, it means that once that gets settled, w- operating with the assumption that Deshaun would happen before Jimmy, but it may not necessarily be that way, right? Team, a team might know right now today. Deshaun has said he doesn't want to come to us, or slash we don't want Deshaun, and so we're out. Deshaun has nothing to do with Jimmy, but. You know, I would even say the market prop, those two markets are very different, right? Like Deshaun yeah. goes for a one one or four ones. Like he was not going for one one. So his well, I mean, I think two, I, I still do think two teams. I mean, a reporter said this, so it doesn't mean the team said this, but a reporter that covers Pittsburgh said they're out. Right. On Deshaun. So if it, that's true and Indy is not an option because it's not those two teams would be Jimmy destinations still. And the Saints, who I think are an option, they are clearly trying to get Deshaun first, right? Jimmy would be their fallback. So they're all in on trying to make this trade, and they need him to say yes, right? And then they'll just do whatever it takes to fit him under the cap and get him there. But I I think that it would not shock me if tomorrow on Monday or Tuesday, Jimmy Garoppolo is traded to the Colts or the Steelers, these other teams, specifically Carolina and New Orleans, I, I think you could include Carolina too. That they would, if they can't have Deshaun, like Jimmy is way better than Sam Darnold, they will wait to see what happens with Deshaun before he goes there. But if you told me tomorrow at lunchtime, Jimmy Garoppolo has traded the Pittsburgh Steelers for like a third and a contingent second or whatever the fucking compensation is, very believable. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I, but I'm also of the belief, like I don't know for sure that the Steelers aren't sniffing around on Deshaun. They'd be, they, they'd not be doing their job to, unless you know. One story was the Eagles last year sent a detective, not like an actual detective, but like a Ray Donovan level detective, down to Houston to just get some. Like I think several teams, if you're worth your salt, have done stuff like that. They've sent people down, you know, to do a little recon just to gather, like what are we really dealing with here. And I've said this over and over. The league people I've talked to, no one knows for sure. The only people that know are Deshaun and the 22 chicks. But I think one thing he's told people, and clearly the vibe was, he's not a huge party guy, and he used this to have sex. Like, it was an eat, like I get a massage, and then I would have sex consensually with all these chicks. And clearly, you know, whether they're... Who knows? I I don't. You're I just always think that, struggle that with was his explanation. Understood. Yeah. And that and that's what I think a lot of people in the league think. But it doesn't really matter what they think until it goes away or it doesn't go away. Because if ultimately it was charged or ultimately these people start suing and starts paying them to go away, then there's just an added variable there that like that is one thing. Like Jimmy, 
has red flags physically. I mean, he's hurt right now. He does not have any question marks with you got to worry about him getting in any trouble. I mean, the craziest thing he ever did was take a porn star out and like, let's face it, he's by no means on a date, which is a pretty crazy thing to do. Not Young. crazy, like crazy. Now that's insane. Just like, man, how do you think that that wouldn't get attention? Crazy in that way, a harmless crazy. I and I don't know if he was quite ready for the TMZ that was going to. That's what I mean. Him. That's what I mean. But but I guess my point is like he is by by no means the first and won't be the last professional athlete to take out a porn chick. Of course not. I'm saying what was crazy is to like try to do it under the radar, but not at all succeed yeah. at trying to do it under the radar. Ideally, no one actually cares. You just don't want your quarterback. You don't want your quarterback involved in anything, right? You just don't want him involved in anything. Right? Even even the Chiefs, who love Patrick. I do think it wears them out a little bit, the brother and the wife. But that's not even Patrick, right? Even right. though it kind of is, but it's like I, the brother definitely is not. The wife, like he did choose to marry her. They got married yesterday and looked happy. <laughs> but it, it's just, it's a constant something. I'd say Josh Allen... And, and even Lamar, I mean, are just pretty. Nothing has ever happened since they've been in the league, which yeah. is nice. You just yeah. want. And Jimmy, well, another team, an, another team, as it relates to Jimmy, that you know, uh, Arians called Deshaun a uh, organizational untouchable. Well, he didn't say untouchable. He just that's an organizational decision, which means the Glazers would have to sign off on that, right? Chris Greer has said the Dolphins are not interested. The, Saying it's an organizational decision, what you know, maybe that was true, maybe it wouldn't have been true. Maybe he was saying that when he thought Tom might still come back. Maybe he didn't know. But one thing is clear, Tom's return absolutely eliminates the Bucks and it just creates another there is a domino on Garoppolo when Tom Brady returns. That is one team that needed a quarterback that is not that is definitively not getting Jimmy Garopp, uh Deshaun Watson that could push him to another team that would be interested in in Jimmy Garoppolo. So, yeah. But the, the bottom line is Monday, Tuesday. Feels like doesn't it feel like Wednesday would be too late for a Garoppolo trade? Yes, uh, to me Jimmy Garoppolo's trade in the next 48 hours. So, as we say this Monday night, like I, I would Sunday say this from an too. NFC standpoint, if the Saints were to get Deshaun, again, unknown coach how he'd be, but their team on paper would look pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean, they went now. Michael again, Thomas is back. He's back. Yeah, like he's uh, back. In theory, yeah, you think. Fourteen minute drive, Jimmy is the best. That from the comment section. It really is a, really was a good Garoppolo. Fourteen minute Garoppolo drive. Oh. Uh, what do you think? Uh, nine runs. Nine Two runs. Screens. I mean, you could you could get to the Two grocery screens store, and a couple slants. Not use self checkout. Buy a few items and get back before the drive ended. Depending on how close you are to a grocery store, like that's go down to the corner gas station liquor store. That's pretty impressive. Hey, self checkout always throws me off with the like bananas or something. It's like, how do I do this? What's the code? <laughs> I love self checkout. Well, real quick, John, before we get on to the next discussion, uh, because Marmar on the stream asked this, how's the size of your Buck Mason hoodies? Big, small? I would say, well, I, first of all, I think they fit well. I would say order the size, you don't need to go bigger. Right? Would you agree with that? I think I have, they fit well. I have mediums on and they fit really good. And I'm like, you know, almost 5'10, you know, fluctuate weight. I'd say about low 180s. Sometimes you have to go bigger, though, right? And I would say this is, it's not going to be too tight if you order your normal size. I think it's what people are usually concerned about. Like, ah, I'm usually a large. 
if I order a large in some t-shirts that, you know, whatever can be tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say on the hoodie, just order order your normal size. The beauty of Buck Mason, by the way, they have a 365-day return oh. period. <laughs> Which, you know, if you if those pants you bought had 365, I wouldn't be wearing them, but they didn't fit John and gave them to me. So, well, because he couldn't return them. Um, I know. You know what I started to do? Yeah, I just haven't had to do it because I usually buy the right size. I started having people taper my pants. My guy, he's like, yeah, I'll taper yeah. my pants. I'm like, I That's what I did with the pants you gave me. I know because I never, but th- those pants, I I got the they right size. They weren't going to work. Yeah. No, but I, I just don't. I just try to get the right size. If yeah. I can't, I usually don't. But that's yeah. the taper, the especially the calf area, that's an yeah. easy move. Clean. It's, it's a clean look. So anyway, I would say like to your point, the sleeve, I think it's not too baggy. It's It's just, it's good. It's it's not going to look sloppy, but it's 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 um not going to be super tight. So, all right, uh, yeah, hit that if you're watching the YouTube, hit that like button. If you're here hanging, it's great to have you guys live Sunday. This is going to be a big week, big week of uh, content. By the way, we expect so. We I didn't tell John this, but the plan is to go live for the enfi- entire first round of the NCAA tournament on Thursday. What time's tip off? Nine. <laughs> uh, I really want to get make sure we're here for the sixteen one games. Is it nine? Usually, but the sixteen-one game they always throw like either late at night or like in a random time, because the best That's games true. are usually like the ten sevens, the twelve fours, or twelve fives, or whatever. Right? I want. There were some. By the way, before we get back to football, incredible games this weekend. Wasn't every game? Almost every game. SEC title game was not good, but a lot of games are really good. I watched Davidson UC- Richmond today. Was incredible. Mm-hmm. UCLA Arizona game was good. A lot of the SEC games were good. Oh. UCLA Arizona was great. Uh, the Big Ten game today was pretty good. The Iowa uh, Purdue game, who won? Solid that? Iowa. I think. What do you think about putting a little uh, on a little uh, sleeper on Illinois? Illinois in Arizona's bracket, who has beaten them? I don't hate that though. Could, could we get they especially really if we can get game. Illinois like twenty to one or something? Kofi Cur- Coburn, MMOP. <laughs> we know your name's Cockburn. <laughs> I don't hate that, John. I don't hate that. Was was Nance doing the Big Ten game? Yes, I felt like Nance is like you know, I'm here. I'd rather be doing golf, and I, I like doing the NCAA tournament, but conference championships, like I'm a little too big time to do it. But you know, he kind of makes it sound like does he really want to be there? Conference championship, uh, probably the lowest level thing he does. Not necessarily to, like you know, he gets bullshit with Izzo or whatever, but he does the NCAA tournament. He does NFL, he's, and his he NFL games golf rarely are bad. Yeah. Now he gets to do, you know, I mean, the conference tournament, Big Ten is not nothing. I'm not trying to poo-poo I, it, but I think it's, like, it's one of those. Once you're in there, it probably feels like okay, this is cool, right? Because the crowd's incredible. Yeah, those teams travel well, right? Really well. So, uh, Chandler Jones to the Bay says no. Niner by nature, eighty-eight. I, I saw somebody said was going it Albright to going to Denver. Maybe Ben Albright was tweeting about it. One one thing I heard about Chandler Jones is that because uh, I asked, like, remember we were talking about it the other day. He had ten sacks on the season, but he had five in the one game. Yeah, and like, yeah, he can pick his spots, but when he does want to play, he's still one of the best guys. But he's just, <clears throat> you know, if you get him, if he's if he's motivated and in, he's still an elite guy. But he did not play like that all season. Like he just goes through the motions. I'm like, well, whenever he plays the 49ers, he's fucking bringing it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's kind of J- the the old rap on Jadevian, who, by the way, was a pretty good free agent signing, right? This, this guy's better than Clowney, though. He's a bit, yeah, yeah. But I just mean that isn't that the conversation with Jadevian? I think this guy, yeah, I think this guy's even a different tier. Like Clowney's in his own little I, world. I meant more just like it's an effort. 
like in the bit, like if I told you you get Jadavian for 16 games or maybe what you're saying is if you get Chandler for 17 games, you're not going to get the end stats. If you end up in the conference championship game or the playoffs, you're going to get a, a badass pass rusher in the playoffs. Yeah. Or on Monday Night Football. Yeah. It felt like Clowney like fell off once he started getting banged up. Remember because he had like microfrax surgery? Uh, hey, guys. Sam says, quick thought. Uh, Khalil Mack still have one or two elite seasons in him. I mean, if he's healthy, I would say yes. He's got a, a foot terrifies me. Uh, foot injury. But I mean, he's going to be playing on the other side of Joey Bosa. So I think he absolutely does have elite seasons left in him on turf now. If he's healthy, faster than playing I, I, I think Chicago's I think that's eight foot grass. I, I think that trade and the Denver trade are so far the easiest two trades that any teams have made so far. Like what? Cleo Max second round pick? Done. You, yeah. It's like it, both deals, I guess, you have no choice but to make them. If you're like, hey, this you're you're offering us the best pick. Okay, it's, the deal's done. We'll we'll email you the pick right now. <laughs> yeah. Or send them to Roger or however we do it. Cause I bet Denver feels like, God, ah, what's all we had to give up? And I, I think I, I would imagine the Chargers feel like that too. You know the Chargers have like the most cap space or like one of the most cap space in the league. So like to take like where where are you getting a player? Like wh- what are we doing? Like we'll just we'd rather have Khalil Mack than use that seventeen million dollars on someone else. And the, the cost is a second round pick, which is not nothing because I mean hell, their second round pick last year was uh was Asante's kid who's pretty good. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you you get really good players in the second round, but I just think you don't have a choice. And part of it. And I think you're going to feel this the next couple of days with Trey. You have to take advantage when the guy's making five, six, seven million dollars, right? Right, right. And the difference is with Herbert and Trey is like we know Herbert's top five quarterback right now. Because <laughs> if I told you right now the Niners knew Trey Lance was a top five quarterback, like if they just knew that for a fact, I think they would do something crazy. They 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 might have packaged more for Khalil Mack, right? Part of it is like, you know, we're still feeling our way out. We got to just have some contingency Or plans. trade for a corner or, yeah, whatever. You just do some bold shit. Real quick, while you're looking for your pen, um, I just want to mention this, too. I just thought it'd be fun to start the week just to name, just to show people and say the names of the highest paid free agents from last year. And um, uh, I actually, before I looked at this list on Spot Track, which I've pulled up on YouTube, where you can see, if you're watching the YouTube, you can see it. I had forgotten about one guy who turned out to be a guy we talked about a lot last year, which I'll get to him in a second. Um, but Trent Williams was the high, was the biggest contract signed in free agency last year. Here are some of the other names. Bud Dupree, Joe Thune, Kenny Galladay. Disaster. Corey Lindsley. Good player. Yep. Uh, Trey Hendrickson. Nailed it. Unreal signing. Matt Judon. Great signing. Jonu Smith. Also New England. <laughs> Have to ask a Patriot fan. <laughs> Carl Lawson for the Jets. Achilles. Uh, William Jackson. Then Shaq it starts Griffin. getting it starts Adore- getting iffy now. Here, uh, my favorite signing from last year that I completely forgot about. See if you can think of it before I get to him. There's a lot of money this year, actually. Uh, ride receiver Nelson Aguilar. You remember that conversation? No. How much is Nelson going to get? Man, what a great signing he was for the Raiders. Should the Raiders bring him back? The Patriots signed him. The Patriots owe him this year. Like, I think his I think his cap number this year is actually bigger than it was last year. I, I can't. Um, uh, yeah, it is. His cap hit this year is almost fifteen million dollars this year. So there's no. That's just just a. I just Nelson Aguilar, John, a name from last year's free agency. That you know, an underrated part about that the number one name. 
He almost wasn't a 49er. Remember, he was almost a chief. Trent Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the clip going viral about his cancer? How like they told him, like, no. you might want to tell your kids. He was on the uh, Brandon Marshall's podcast. Like, you could die. Because he's like, am I going to lose my football career over fighting cancer? And they're like, hey, man, football should be the last year worries. And I mean, their faces, it was kind of like, damn. Wow. It's a legit cancer scare, which he wow. clearly overcame, got rid of, battled, beat. Uh, Follow-up from Six Letter on the stream. Scott Pioli was indeed cryptic of Brady playing in Tampa on NFL Network. Scott is oh. married to Bill Parcell's daughter. Was that what that one is? Is that correct? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because he was like working for part. He was married to her, but working for Belichick. It was like a weird dynamic. <laughs> like after Belichick left. Yeah. Well, they had their breakup with the Jets when he turned Parcells down, remember? And he quit, but then he went to the Patriots. And then, but then no, was- Par- Parcells retired on him and forced him to become the head coach. Yeah, and he's like, fuck you, I'm out. But then Kraft, mortal enemy of Parcells, had to negotiate a trade for Belichick. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great part of the uh, Wickersham book. All right, John, moving on. You mentioned this, so let's talk about uh, Trey Lance. Are the 49ers done with quarterback signings? Jeremy Fowler, deep in one of his stories, while he also wrote that uh, Marcus Mariota is the name he keeps hearing the most for the Colts, that he, a weird, weird little passage that Mariota could be a backup for the Niners and could start games for the Niners while they develop Trey Lance. Now, while that part of it sounds a little unbelievable, here, here is what's what I think re- relevant. Signing Nate Sudfeld doesn't lock the Niners into anything in terms of if they want to sign another quarterback. Sudfeld's making two million guaranteed. Trey's making seven point seven. So in their quarterback room, and you always like to talk about it this way, in their quarterback room, the Niners have nine point seven million dollars of quarterbacks. I don't. Does that, in your opinion, keep them from doing something else if they wanted to do something else? Signing Marcus Mariota as an example. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say. <clears throat> If they sign Mariota for five, you know, last year, remember Mariota went from making seven and a half to three. Feels like if you could get him for $3 million, I have no problem doing that. I do question if you got to spend five, six on Mariota, why would you give Sudfeld $2 million? I know. I, I think people question like Sudfeld has a lot of value with the coach, the offensive play caller, which has been Doug Peterson and Kyle Shanahan. Love this guy. No one thinks he's a good player, but those guys value whatever the hell he brings. You and I have seen him at practice. If you didn't know anything about him, you would think he was just a camp arm or something. He's kind of a clumsy, tall. It's just, it doesn't really look the part, but the Niners value him, which to me, you just have, and you can never have enough quarterbacks. I would not feel comfortable with Nate Sudfeld as my backup quarterback. I I would just not. Because a couple years ago, when Nate Sudfeld, I think, became famous, he was not the Eagles' backup, remember? They drafted Jalen Hurts, who was the backup. He was the third-string quarterback when they thought Doug was throwing that game week 17. If, you, if you're going to be the third-string quarterback, I don't hate it, but like you got to pay your third-string quarterback $2 million? You know, it's again, we're nitpicking here. You want to spend $5 million on Mariota? Like you said, that would be $13 million total. Uh, I'm bad at math. $14 million total in your quarterback room. It's nothing. I, I, I get it. But are you just kind of wasting $2 million? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, the counter would be, I'm not wasting $2 million if I think this guy is a big part of, I got I got Greasy in here. Now I got Sudfeld in here. I think he's important for Trey. Like that, to me, would be the number one way you justify it. I don't know okay. if, if they I, do I it hear that, that way, but, but that, that would like be that. how you justify it. It's like, this is a $2 million investment in Trey Lance. Do you remember uh, 
when Bill O'Brien got the job, I think last year at Alabama, and Mac Jones was still staying there working out, he was teaching Bill O'Brien the offense. Like there is something just like the, the Niners have had a lot of moving parts with coaching staff. He it, let's just clearly this guy is really smart, Nate Sudfeld. I think he hangs his hat on being like love him in the room. You know, it it's not crazy. So if if they, if there is there a one million dollar extra like he he's a one million dollar player like that's just once you get fifth sixth year in the league quarterback like that's his value like that's just what he costs the extra million dollars for just your comfort level knowing that like. I got to do other shit. You stay with Greasy. You guys get on the same page. You and Slow, you know, what's that guy's name? Bobby Slowick. Slowick. Or, Slowick. Uh, s- some of these up and coming next McDaniels and LaFleur. I get it. Th- but that has to be the explanation, not that you think he's a good player because he's not a good player. If that's uh, your explanation, I'm cool with it. Uh, 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 outside outside theory just hit me. It, could Kyle be groomed? Is Sudfield going to be like Kyle's run game coordinator in four years? Don't hate that theory either. And it's just part of like, hey, I'm 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 starting to lose coaches here on offense. Let's just keep this guy close. Eventually, he's going to be the the run game coordinator for Trey. Or he'll be Trey's maybe not. People think very coach. very I highly of this guy. Like I I know the type of guy Doug likes. Right when he was in Philly or Howie, like they they value this guy's intelligence and stuff. Like the, he does bring something to the table. It just feels like paying a million dollars for it seems a little nuts. Uh, Shills on the streams is one five. Sudfeld Lance is the worst QB tandem in football. It's not great on paper. You're right. Was somebody else making him the backup for one five? Well, I think they had to tender him, and then they just signed him, so they didn't have to worry about it. I, you know, again, we'll see. The more and more I talk about this, I think you have to get help. Trubisky, can you get a three four million dollar guy also in the room that can play? Is Mariota going to only cost four million dollars? That's the well, other part remember, we thought it was nuts. He took $3 million last That's year, two true. and a half. That's true. We did think that was nuts. Are we sure that Trubisky has this huge market that Adam Schefter, who I like, is trying to make? You know, Maybe there's no market there for him. What number Not, would, would surprise you on Trubisky? Or he would made seem three. Yeah, he yeah. made so, three. What, what changed? So him making five, like him getting a raise, you're saying, is what? No, but I, I, I can pay. Okay, Trubisky, you know, inflation, this cap's gone up five million bucks. I could do that. Okay, but seven would you go? Wait, why? Well, it won't, then we start getting into numbers like, what are we doing here? Yeah, especially like you can't pay him seven to be the backup on a team that has a good quarterback, so he's going to be a starter. Okay, if if like the Giants who have been reported they want him to compete, Dayball knows him with Daniel Jones. They gave him like nine, ten million dollars. Daniel Jones, a top six pick, he doesn't make that. I I could see that, right? So it's like, yeah, he might be our starter, he might be on our backup. I got the guy for triple what he just made. That type situation would make some sense. Yeah. Or the Saints, you know, bring in like three guys. He's one of them. Here's a here's a comment from the from the comments that uh, leads us right to our next topic. Mr. Corey on the stream says, Jennifer Lee Chan says the Niners aren't re-signing Lakin Tomlinson, Tart, Kwan Williams, or DJ Jones. Uh, let's start with Tomlinson because that is – you have to replace that. I mean, I would put on the list. I I think DJ Jones might be at the top of my list of the Niners free agents that you'd want back, but he's also going to be expensive because he's a good player. Arden Key, maybe they can't pick both of them, John. But Tomlinson plays offensive line on a team that's about to have a air quotes rookie quarterback starting. Yeah, I just there's a simple way to build your team that if you wanted to, I don't want to say overspend, but like be aggressive to keep a defensive lineman, I get it. They're hard to find. The Niners don't have a high pick this year in a draft full of defensive linemen. I, I, I just can't be paying a 31-year-old guy that I once resurrected and got off the scrap heap a competitive number at $10, 11 $12 million a year. 
part of doing business in the NFL is at the highest level, it's cutting guys like Bobby Wagner. But on the most basic level, it's and not finding guys. Them. Yeah, that's without a phone call. But finding guys on the waiver wire or, you know, that are street free agents, signing them for not much money, having them, you know, I think Lakeland Tomlinson, if I remember correctly, was a relatively high pick. So you get a guy that you have C value in and you're able to put him in the scheme. Let's see what he was. He was he was a first round pick. He was a first round pick. So I would imagine there were people in the 49ers building, whether it was just simply Kyle or whoever, McDaniel, that really liked the guy coming out of college. So once you get your hands on him, you're like, we knew we could work with him. And they did. And he was he was an excellent starter for them for years at left guard. And ultimately this year he made the Pro Bowl. You know, to me, I think he's a really good starter. But part of when a guy like this, when really good starters hit free agency, which let's face it, they're the only guys that hit free agency because like stars, like Quentin Nelson is never hitting free agency. Trent Williams only hit free agency because of the way they had to like give the trade. They weren't allowed to franchise them, right? <laughs> the Niners never would have risked that if they didn't have to because they almost lost them. <laughs> and they, they ultimately had to give him $60 million. And they would have probably given him $60 million anyway, but they would have franchised him first and then given him $60 million. Really good players you let hit free agency. At guard, at corner, I could see it. At wide receiver, like if Brandon Ayuk, but again, you're signing these guys early. You let this guy walk. You do not resign him. And, and listen, I, we don't know if he's going to be any good. The NFL is all about how you allocate your resources. They did allocate a second round pick on a guard. Like, right. Now, ultimately, he might not be worth it. We, you got to, he's got to play. He just does. Like, if that guy's not playing next year, like, let's just say he's a backup, that's a disastrous pick. A guard? Like, I, I think guy, he 100% has to start next year. Like, Aaron Banks. Period, period, point blank. Starting guard. Left or right. But, well, I mean, report. he has to start. Like, he has to, he, to me, if Trey Lance is your quarterback, Aaron Banks has to start. If he doesn't start, it's a failure. I agree with you there. I'm not starting him because he's Aaron Banks if he can't beat out whoever my other guard is in camp. I'm not messing 100%, with 100%, but yeah, no. Okay. But then, I'm just then making sure on the same page. But, yeah, I, yeah. but I think in their mind, they had to like this guy a lot to draft him in the second round. Right. You would think that they're – I think it's fair to say that maybe he's penciled in on Kyle's whiteboard as a starter. He's not now, like some project who barely played in college, right? Fucking from Notre Dame. Now, I think it was – you could argue, you know, and my friends did that, like, I don't know if I see the fit, you know, the – uh the scheme he played in a power scheme. Obviously, the you know the uh, what the 49ers do is much more kind of it's a zone based scheme. You're just running a lot, so they love athletes, which I think Lakeland Tomlinson fit into that. Where this guy, the knock on him was like, you know, he's a big, powerful guy. And one thing I, I John and those guys have talked about was just like getting him in the right shape. They they feel it can translate, but they're gonna have to see. Like you got to you're gonna have to take a swing with him. I I, I just can't be paying guards that much money. Part of, listen, this is not ideal, but it's a situation they're in. McGlinchey's coming off a rip quad or whatever, <laughs> torn hamstring. He's playing on his fifth-year option, and a fifth-year option is like the poor man's franchise tag. It's $10.8 million, and that ten point eight, like, you're paying him that. So you, you have a starting, your two tackles are $30 million. You're allocating a lot of resources, right. as you should with Trent, but is McGlinchey a $10.8 million player? I mean, he, he better pick it up. Well, and the other thing is you were already paying Lincoln Tomlinson, I think, six, right? 
So just there's a natural raise, even if it's on the low end of what he would get paid, which is I think PFF projected like eleven million dollars a year, thirty five million. But like you said, once you hit all free takes agency, a couple team, all it takes a couple teams, and that remember Jet McKinnon, people are like, you know, he's just a serviceable backup. Then all of a sudden, like the Niners and the Jets, and then all of a sudden they were giving him like eight nine million dollars a year at running back. People are like, what are they doing? And I remember talking to the Niners guys about it. They're like, what? ideally, do you want to do this? But when there's three other people bidding on him, and it's like Kyle's like, I want Jet, you know? Well, all it takes is Doug Peterson. Like, I want Tomlinson protecting, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence, who was at the golf tournament all weekend. And then and then two other teams are bidding for services, and all of a sudden, you know, the first year of Lakin's deal, he's making 14, right? Is that, I, I, is, think, I think he's gone. Well, I, I agree. You, I mean, you have even with Jimmy's money available, this would not qualify as the big swings that we talked about the other day. You drafted a guard because you were expecting this to happen. This is going according you, to when Lake and Tomlinson leaves. Build. Yeah, when Lake and Tomlinson leaves, it that's called going. It's going according to plan. This is part of the plan when you draft a second round guard last year. Now you also need yeah. a center, right? I read somewhere that he might come back. Alex Mack might come back. Can we work on those uh, shotgun snaps? Yeah, well, Trey's athletic. He's big. I, I I would expect one of their high picks, either a second-round pick or one of their third-round picks, to be on a guard slash center, wouldn't you? Like, one thing Kyle has yeah, been I pretty Yeah, I think a third-round like, center. They, they, like, you draft a third-round center, you think that guy's going to start. Hell yeah. I mean, like undrafted now. free agents sometimes start. Six-round yeah. center starts. Yeah, that's true. yeah. I'll give Kyle credit on this a, for being a, an offensive guy. Year starter quarterback. Kyle, Kyle drafts, but that's I mean this is just part of the league. Yeah. Kyle, sorry, go ahead. Kyle drafts. I just a lot of big heavies. Like he he likes drafting. You know what we find kind of boring: D tackles and offensive linemen. Speak for yourself, John. That is right up my alley. You were the one that brought it up. The Day three it. of interior linemen is what I live for: bag of Cheetos and a big gulp. Don't bother me. I'm watching the draft. Road graders. Okay. Mama's favorite. That's what I call big lineman. Mama's there's a guy, there's a guy in this draft, a lineman. His nickname is Beef Jerky. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is, is that part of an NIL deal? No, it was just like, I, you know, he's like, I don't know. He's a beef Like jerky. Kool-Aid? Remember Kool-Aid? No, I don't. Who's Kool-Aid? Uh, was it Quincy McGinstry or whatever that guy's name is? From Alabama, I think. But he changed his name to Kool-Aid and I think got an NIL deal. Kool-Aid McKinstry, DB. I mean, he was freshman All-SEC. Uh, oh, oh, oh. You're talking about he, he's a recruit. He's like playing at Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just oh, played. Like, he's, he's coming. I thought, you meant in the, year. I thought you meant in the draft. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. yeah. Beef okay. Jerky. Who is Beef well, Jerky? You see, you see the Stuart Mandel story that uh, some kid in high school got an $8 million contract? How's that possible? Well, I mean, he got, yeah, so Tennessee's. I didn't read the whole story, but they're like, all these teams have collectives now, which is like third parties that just, uh, you know, they get all the sponsorship dollars in one place and then they do deals with the kids. It's like, oh, yeah, you'll do some, I'm doing air quotes, appearances 
as for part of your million business dollars? agreement. Well, it's it's worth up to I think it's like two million dollars. But if he's there four years and they keep re-upping it, it could be worth eight million dollars. Isn't it a California quarterback? Is it? Is that the kid that was going to Oregon? Is that who it was? Well, I just saw that it's a California guy because he's not allowed to say the name, right? He didn't report the player, but he's like, it's pretty easy to figure this out. Just look at the high rankings and the number two guy in the country. Why was a can't California he? Oh, because he got the information. Because yeah, I saw maybe, it's now that makes sense because I saw somebody else tweet like Thamler, one of those guys, like just a hypothetical. Let's say you're a California kid who's about to go to Oregon and then Tennessee swoops in and blah, blah, blah. Do you have an NCAA violation? Okay, that makes sense now. It feels like they're getting to a little bit of a slippery slope with this. Yeah. Well, the rule says it can't be inducement. That's the NCAA rule. Like, I can't get you to come to my school for the NIL deal, which is the dumbest. I mean, okay. Good luck. Did you see uh, LSU fired his basketball coach finally? Well, I thought they were terrible. Then I looked, they're, the, they're six seed. They're good. Someone's. Did you see that? Did you? I read the article yesterday because I was just kind of bored on my iPad. His wife, he claimed he eventually had to give over his financial records. I mean, he was legitimately cutting checks for players. I, you yeah. know, I don't know who was giving him the money. I don't think like LSU was paying him, but like Booster would give him the money. He cut the check. He claimed that he's like, you know, joint account with my wife. I, I, yeah, who knows what she was doing? <laughs> not, not, not yeah, I'm not in charge of the finances. I saw a lot of people were like, wait, it's legal to pay players, and now you're firing Will Wade? Again, Will Wade's not bad. Right, I mean their their team is competitive. No, they make the tournament. Yeah, good 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 basketball team. Uh, Eric on the stream. I'd rather package a fifth and Jimmy for a third rather than trade him for a fourth straight up. But again, who will make a trade if he can't pass physical? Well, he's not passing a physical. So if he's getting traded, he's there's no physical pass possible with a with an arm in a sling. I I would I would not rather do that trade. I would not. You got Richard Sherman went in the fifth. George, you just want us to take as many well, you swings need, as possible. Yeah, you need volume. Yeah, I wouldn't trade a fifth, and I, and I'm not pro fifth because the moment you draft a guy in the Elijah Mitchell, I remember last year when he was drafted, he actually looked kind of good. You're like, damn, this guy. Actually, might the fit. fifth is the pick the Niners need to keep, and with hindsight. Yeah, well, I mean they that's where they get their players in the fifth and the sixth round. You know, that's what, wasn't Juan Jennings the seventh round pick? That's what, that's when Kyle leaves it to the scouts. Feels like they thrive. I mean, half their roster is like fifth, sixth, seventh round picks. Yeah, I mean, when we go back in time, uh, Elijah was a sixth. Jalen Moore was a fifth, and he played this year. Yeah. T- Talanoa Hufunga was a fifth. Diamador Lenore was a fifth. We'll see. Uh, Colton McKivitz was a fifth. Well, who, Drake scored the, who, who scored the blunt, uh, block punt? Wasn't it Hufunga? River, River, oh, yeah, yeah, Hufunga. That's right. Craig Drake Green, close. Drake, Drake Greenlaw was a fifth. DJ Reed was a fifth. Trent Taylor and George Kittle were fifth. Ronald Blair was a fifth. Bradley Pinion was a fifth. Aaron Lynch and Dante John, uh, Dante Johnson were fifths. That's bulky. Quentin, D- I know. I'm just going back. Like the Niners, Quentin Dial was a fifth. Uh, the Niners have a long storied history. John Daniel Kilgore was a fifth. A long storied history of good fifth round picks seriously no I, I mean well i think a lot of people do i just think if you look at there are a lot of starters in the fifth and sixth round you know i i, I wouldn't give up those picks if you don't have to now if you package like would i package a fourth to get a two or of course you know but it's like am i if i'm just getting a four straight up the difference in a third now it depends how good that third is like if it's indie they miss the playoffs it's not nothing there's a balance to it 
Uh, next up on the stream, Raiders got a discount on Max Crosby. I couldn't believe, and you couldn't believe, four years, $95 million. Oh, big contract. Guaranteed at signing, $26.5 million. You know, I think it's one of the most team-friendly deals in the history of the league, and it's just simple. He plays the most important position as quarterback. The second highest paid position guy, literally. Like Trent Williams, the best left tackle in the league, got $60 million. How many defensive linemen? Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack four years ago got 87 and 90. Now the Bosa's, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa. Uh, Eric Armstead got more guaranteed at signing than this. I don't understand. And, and listen, I'm, I tend to be pro-management. And obviously, if you're a Raider fan, this is a good thing. I think it's insane. I feel for Max Crosby, his agent, this is one of the worst deals I've ever seen. Joey Bosa, who is a better player than Max Crosby? The moment he signed his contract, I think got $76 million. How how possibly could you sign? Like, I'm not saying he should have got $100 million guaranteed and 75 guaranteed at signing. But you would think if Joey's getting 75 a year later, I'm just a pro bowl, all pro. I'm your best defender. If I told you 90 million, four years, $95 million with 52 guaranteed. My guess was going to be 50. That would have made sense to me. And you would have said that's expensive, but he's a really good player. It's not crazy. Didn't you tell me that uh, a former Raider draft pick got more the moment he signed his contract? Now, Cleveland Farrell's contract was only worth like $38 million, but his guaranteed at signing when he got drafted, his rookie deal was $31 million. Now, it's hard. You can't really compare Max to a but $31 million at signing is what Cleveland Farrell's rookie deal was. So Nick Bosa obviously got more guaranteed the moment he signed the contract, right? Right. But to me, that is – I just think the nature of the sport and how violent it is – especially if you're a guy in the trenches, that the, the amount of true, true guarantees, like if, if something happened to you tomorrow, how much do you get when you sign the contract is so important. Like ultimately, Joey Bosa, the moment he signed his contract, got $75 million. Or, you know, they put it in escrow, whatever. Yeah, you 78. How's that possible, guy? I, I, I think his agent deserves to be fired immediately. Miles My, Garrett got 43. At signing? Which, which is low, right? Very team-friendly. Uh, his quote unquote practical guarantees though were a hundred million. Like the practical guarantees on on Max's contract are like fifty three, fifty two. Well, that's so that's the other thing. Those guys like Bosa and Miles Garrett. I mean, obviously, you know, Max going to be on the team. You would think a couple years unless he has a devastated injury. They're really just tied for the fifty million dollars. These other guys were doubling the amount of money. So again, I don't think he's a hundred million dollar player. But if you're Max. Wouldn't you say like 70? Like 70% of them? Like, I was a Pro Bowl, all pro. I'm your best defender. Why am I doing you a favor? Because the only numbers that truly matter in the NFL are those guaranteed dollars. People are like, well, he was better. You know, what about Bosa? Nick Bosa, like his numbers are going to, he's going to be the highest paid defensive end of all time whenever he signs his contract. But I think the crazy part is, and I'm not saying Max should have been that, but Max should have been like, part of it is just, the value I have, the position I play. When I looked, I because I immediately Googled like uh, Kamara and Dalvin because I remember they signed last year. Both those two guys got more money. Now, both of them are Pro Bowl, All Pro for several years, but they're running backs. I play defensive end. I am Malibu property. Those guys are proven like 
replaceable. I'm not. I, I think it's I listen, I, I thought it was insane. Uh Trey Flowers got more. Who actually just got cut, I think. Forty million guaranteed at signing and fifty-six practical guarantees was his numbers. Now I think the, the, the Raider management pushback would be, for example, Trey Flowers. Hit free agency, right? We're extending this guy a year early on his contract. I'd say, well, yeah, I mean, okay. So look at the guys that got extended. They still they were paid so much money. Khalil, Aaron Donald. Like I I think his agents did a huge disservice. Terrible. I can't see a lot of agents, the heavy hitters with a defensive end, would have laughed at this deal. Okay, because I'm I'm kind of doing a shorter deal because the overall money's ninety. Even if I live out the contract, these other guys got like one forties and one fifties. You're just you're putting me under a hundred just to begin yeah. with. Uh, also, you know, we clearly wasn't. I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't willing to hold out. Like I expect Nick Bosa's holdout to be coming. You expect him to hold out. Well, I expect Nick is not – you're not getting any hometown discount, Nick Bosa. No. Like, he's either getting everything he wants or he's holding out. I, I shouldn't say I expect him to hold out, but, but – But but my point is hometown discounts on pass rushers just don't happen. Like, if you look at no, – that's uh, true. If I'm going to look at TJ, who went into the Roonies and said, I'm ready, he got the moment he signed he, – well, he got $80 million guaranteed. So obviously that's thirty million more. Now TJ is a better player than Max, but still, like th- these are huge gaps. And, and there's also time, right? He signed it last year. We're a year, like every year that goes by, the number goes up. Because why? The cap goes up. He got thirty-five million dollars the moment he signed it. You could argue, like, okay, if you're Max, like forty-two million dollars. Like I, I don't. I just don't understand it. It, yeah. it, it, I, if you're a Raider fan, I'd be happy. You got a, you got your guy really cheap, and if something happens, you get out of it. You know, basically like a two year deal. <laughs> Doesn't too, really screw you. I just, I think it's also just the Derek Carr situation has to play itself out. We'll see what happens. But this was not a team new or new organization's biggest decision so far. Ziegler, right? Biggest decision so far. As remember, we did the interview. We had Parag Marate on the podcast a few years ago, and one of his things was, "We don't ever want to, we don't want to win a deal. We want a fair deal for us. We want the player and the player's agent to be happy. We're not trying to burn any bridges here." But the Raiders just want a deal, right? So just keep that in mind when we talk about <coughs> what is Derek Carr going to get paid, how much are they going to want to pay him, what is he going to want from them. I, I just pulled up Crosby's contract. This year, he was going to be on the team no matter what, whether he extended or not, right? The following year, they could have franchised him. I'm just saying, if he did, if he refused to sign or whatever, with the extension, this year he's going to make 16 million dollars. His dead cap, he's obviously going nowhere. Next year, his dead cap's like 20 million dollars. Cap hit 20 million dollars. If he's a Pro Bowl guy, he'll be on the team the next year. They could get out in 24 because his dead cap is 7.8. So by the time 24, the salary cap could be 250 million dollars. Wow. Because their true out is 25, where they can get out for basically nothing. But they really could get out in 24. So which is year two of the contract. Yeah, but because, you know, he signed an extension. So technically, like, he gets a bunch of money now. Right, right. right. Which, again, I think they use that. This is where the good agents, like, it's like, okay, well, you know you're going to keep me, but it's just the going rate. 
I can still give you somewhat of a discount. This feels like one of the best deals in the NFL if he if he maintains just being a Pro Bowl level guy. One, they yeah. got him for cheap per year, but to me, it's the guaranteed money. They're just not tied for long. Like we were the Niners, talk- the moment they signed Bosa, that how how what would you say they'll tied for minimum four more years? Four years. Yeah, I think it'll be four years because I would imagine like year one might be kind of low in terms of the cap number, right? You're saying for the Raiders? Well, what? no, I was going to say for the Niners. Like to me, year three will be the cap number on Nick Postal where it's like <clears throat> his cap number is $50 million this year. Well, what, what would you guess Crosby's cap number is this year? Like nine, six. Six, six. <laughs> That's the crazy part. It's like, this guy just signed $100 million contract, and his, his cap number is $4.7 million. <laughs> <laughs> So the cap that's all the what do you cap guys are important. Is, just credit, 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 credit. Cap guys are important. Uh, we were going to talk about a few other things, but I think we've we've packed in a lot today. We're going to talk about like the Lakers uh, show. I actually do want to talk about it, but should we save that for another time? Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Okay, let's wait till uh, for you. NCAA tournament starts this week. It's only one episode, right? If you can't, yeah, I've only seen thing. one. Yep. yep. Okay. Amari Cooper, a fifth and a sixth to the Browns. The Browns have told Jarvis Landry he has permission to seek a trade, John, with $14 million to him this year. He had 52 catches in 12 games last year. Yeah, prediction slot receivers are getting 14 mil. It, uh, quick prediction on after Amari to the uh, Browns for a fifth and a sixth. Will Baker Mayfield be the opening day starter for the Browns this year? Yes. I'm beginning to think Re- maybe re- Reluctantly, but I think they're <laughs> Reluctantly think they're for the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're stuck. All right. Anything else we needed to get in today that, that we missed? I don't know. Irony is the right word, but Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper got traded in like basically the same weekend. Again, I guess obviously they got traded at different times with Gruden. You know, does that Mack make Gruden was, look less bad? I mean, it doesn't make. I think him it look makes worse. him look a little less bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, as it relates to those trades, not as it relates to emails. Yeah, doesn't impact it any. I don't think know. it really helps him, but there's just a part of it that it's like uh, he didn't. Those guys aren't going to the like Khalil Mack's not. If Khalil not a lock Mack goes to the Hall of Fame, not a I guess, lock yet. What would it would it have to be as a Charger? Uh, like, would he does he have to do the work now as a Charger? Like, how does Khalil Mack get to the? Which I would have thought, you know, after two years, like a lock. Raider. <clears throat> if he can have like a de- if he wins a Defensive Player of the Year for the Chargers and they make a playoff run, if, would Charles go in it? The thing in football, you don't really have to go in, right? No, you're, yeah, good point. But I mean, what is he like? Von Miller, by the time he started getting hurt and tailing off, had already done his work, right? Yeah. I mean, this, and when this he's, guy was the defensive player of the year, year three, at 25 years old, you thought, uh. then he was the defense. He did, I, yeah, he was second in the defensive player of the year voting. His first, the first year in Chicago was pretty good. He dominated, yeah, and they were good. But one I mean, thing we're Von talk, Miller we're has going for him four year like peak peak for Khalil. It's Mack a, it's right a little it's gotten a little weird. Yeah, he's he needs. I'd say he's got a lot of pressure on him this year to kick ass and take some names, right? Like, are you still Khalil Mack? Can we stay Von's healthy? Got, Can Von's got two Super Bowls. But but at least like when I say Von Miller, everyone thinks of a Denver Bronco and then his story like the Ram thing. But he's like he had eight or nine years, seven Pro Bowls or whatever, Super Bowl MVP, Broncos. Yeah, like when De- when Von Miller goes in the Hall of Fame, you'll think Denver Bronco Von Miller. Yeah, because Peyton Manning even kind of like I was only here a couple years, but goddamn, I loved it. 
All right. Big week ahead, everybody. If you're watching the YouTube, like the video podcast in the description. If you're listening to the podcast, check out our YouTubes. We still get a lot of people. I see in the comments. I get it in DMs. I didn't know what you guys looked like. I hadn't watched you before. I didn't. Like, we get a lot of that. So it's cool. So if you're listening, just give the YouTube a shot, especially this week where there's going to be, you know, as news breaks, we are there. Tom Brokaw style. That's right. We are. This I, is a my, 90s. My pushback, I didn't know what you guys looked like. If you're interested in what any human looks like, it is way like when we were kids, I used to listen to Adam Carolla and Loveline, Dr. Drew. Remember yeah. in the 90s? Yeah, you told me I, I was always fascinated. Like, what do these guys look like? And you had no mode to find out. Like now, anytime it's like, oh, what's this guy's wife's name? And I just type it into Google and I find a picture of her. Right. What's his net worth? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. What's what's her age? Because I saw Michael Rubin, that dude that runs Fanatics, this picture of him and his like his girlfriend or wife, and I was like, I just wanted to do a little investigating, so I did. So you went to WikiFeet? No. Wiki Wiki what? I've heard there's I I'm, I refuse to Whoa. type it into my Google. I have heard that there is a wiki that's for like people with foot fetishes. I cannot confirm. I would I'm, tell you if I Googled it. Never heard of it. But I'm uh, not into feet. I'm not into feet. I don't. I'm certainly not a wiki. Uh, Do you think Rex has? Rex is Rex might run the thing. Anyway. Welcome back, Tom. Yeah. On that weird note, we'll uh, end the show. Tom Brady, I can't believe that. Tom, Tom does does that even count as a retirement? Do you does it count as retirement? It was just feels, February. It feels weird. I don't think you count that as retirement. That was a hiatus. I run wiki. Five weeks. I I still think five weeks with the family is an all time quote. <laughs> yeah. Like summer vacation is longer, Tom. I, I think it would have been interesting to hear, like, if you listen to the audio, Freddie's on his third wife. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say oh. Freddie's Mr. Family Man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now, one, I, I did a little Wikipedia deep dive on that a couple weeks ago. One did die from breast cancer, I think, for the second one. So I don't know. Okay. You know, because I saw some people making fun. He just recently got married. And people were like, well, fifth time's a charm, one of those. But. When one passes away while you're married, I don't know. That's, you know, yeah, that's, like some, yeah. you know, when you see a famous, it wasn't uh what's his name that had the show on CNN forever. Larry King had like six wives. Yeah. Maybe more, honestly. And I think he remarried one, but none of them were passing away. It was like, they just got real divorces. Like right. that's, that's, that to that's me, you've got a serial yeah. problem. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Last thing before we complete the show today, time, day and time of a Jimmy Garoppolo trade. Let's, let's make a note here. Uh, I'll go, um, when we wake up Tuesday morning, like, you know, I want early Tuesday morning. Give me a time. Uh, yeah, I'd say 6.45 Eastern. Or, excuse me, 6.45 Pacific. So, like, Schefter tweets it out in New York, 9.45 Pacific, gotcha. uh, Eastern time. Gotcha. I'm going uh, I'm going to – God, I really want to go Monday, but then Monday's gone too fast. You know what I mean? Tomorrow's Monday. I'm going to go – I feel like tomorrow's their power play. Like, no, we're not do this. Like, tomorrow's yeah. when they really kind of push the envelope. And then by Tuesday, it's like, yeah, just kidding. You can take them. I'm going eleven twenty three on Tuesday. Pacific. We're both going Tuesday. Yeah, eleven twenty. Uh, I'd rather no. have that. I just, I just feel like it shit happens so early a lot of the times. Nine twenty three Pacific. Nine twenty three Pacific. I'm, I'd or be cool now Mountain. Daylight savings. Go change your clocks. Thanks for hanging. I feel they everybody. really kind of like puff their chest out tomorrow. Like play it slow. Like tomorrow's really when they push the pedal on that one. Like, nah, yeah, we'll just, we're still shopping. <laughs> so guys, just trade them. <laughs> just praying to get like that extra 117th pick. You know, does, does, does uh, Kyle call, uh, do, do, do the Niners like third party representative reach out to the Bucks? 
I pray to God there's a story in the next 36 hours of that. I, 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 I've, I've come. I'm not expecting it, though, uh, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm for it. You said Tampa in the tweet. Damn it, Thomas. Hey, Thomas. when the evidence is there in front of you, when somebody refuses to talk about how retired they are when they're retired, then believe them. They're not retired. No. All right. On that note, everybody, big week ahead. Thanks for hanging with us. Talk to you soon. Like it. Go get yourself some buckmason.com slash ham. Adios, Pelota. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.